Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond Experiences. My name is Anand. I have Shrini here with me to speak about South Africa. Hi Shrini. You know, Africa conjures up very romantic, mysterious kind of images in my mind. All animals and jungles and legends and history and tragedy and bloodshed and the like. It's possibly because I've never been there and all I know is from books and videos. Is the place really that special? <laughs> what you what you've mentioned is the most common impression or perception of the continent of Africa. I admit I had the same generalizing impression before I visited different parts of this fascinating continent. Of course, it is uh, as wrong uh, uh, this impression that is as wrong as the impression westerners have of Asia as a homogeneous unit. Africa is a large place with an amazing diversity of cultures, people, landscapes or ecosystems. The common image of Africa is of thick tropical jungles what you mentioned you know of course phantom is also based in Africa uh, this is actually only a small part of Africa uh, Africa is more dominated by deserts the largest desert of the world that sahara the sahara desert dominates the north and of course we have the kalahari in the south and the arid bushveld in the south as well now there are other fascinating landscapes as well like the grasslands particularly of east africa uh, Masai Mara is one of the famous parts uh, the bush and the arid curry of the south and of course the Okavanga delta uh, in Botswana of course we will not forget uh, the unique and isolated ecosystems of the island of Madagascar jungles are present mainly in sub-saharan africa and west africa of course these tropical thick tropical jungles are the largest are the second largest uh, tropical rainforest after the amazon Having clarified this, this very diversity uh, is what makes Africa as a continent quite uh, special. In addition to different ecosystems, along with the unique wildlife in each, adapted to each ecosystem, Africa, in particular South Africa, is fabulous for its scenic landscapes, bustling cities, uh, bustling cities, and charming countrysides and vineyards. You name it. We will discuss today. We will talk specially about the country of South Africa and discuss a lot more about this fascinating country. Super. I'm kind of fastening my seat belts and getting ready for a wild ride as they say on Shin. Tell me how are the cities there man? Are they all cosmopolitan and stuff? Well, when you talk about Africa in general, the story is less about the cities and more about the countryside and the wild spaces outside of human habitation. Having said this, uh, South Africa uh, has the most charming cities of Africa, Joburg, Cape Town, Durban, uh, all these are the bustling well-known cosmopolitan cities of South Africa. But I would rather give the bigger cities of South Africa a miss. Uh, other than as transit points and maybe as anchor as an anchor station uh, for visiting sites around uh, for example uh, visiting table mountain while in cape town or visiting the famous cradle of humankind while in johannesburg i will talk a little more about the cities a little later on and what about the jungles man sorry for asking this once again but is it really accessible from south africa or is the kenya region far better Uh, like I mentioned earlier, jungles in the sense of dense forests are mainly found in the tropical regions. That is in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, in southern Africa, at the most, uh, in some places you will find woodlands, but rarely any kind of thick forests. East Africa and southern Africa both are dominated by grasslands, bushlands, and semi-arid wild places. Now, these wild places, uh, arid places, are called Karoo in South Africa. Uh, while in india uh, we generally have the impression that animals wild animals can be found only in forests uh, that is a complete fallacy 
there is a variety of wildlife in the grasslands and of course due to the absence of trees or lots of trees the visibility is fantastic while there can be more animals in a forest they are rarely visible as frequently uh, grasslands with their uh, tremendous spread of herbivores and the predators that depend upon them all these provide a perpetual high definition movie of the wild way of life now coming to the question of which is better for wildlife uh, east africa uh, kenya in particular or south africa well uh, this is a difficult question uh, depends upon the individual uh, let me try and explain both uh, kruger in south africa is the most well known wildlife destination in the world uh, at a stupendous 20000 square kilometers it is one of the largest protected and one of the earliest as well uh, protected areas as well i may add uh, in the world a big fire reserve it is far more developed for tourism and has a wide variety of adjoining private reserves as well uh, which provide an unparalleled wildlife experience uh, uh, that one can have after east africa when when i talk about east africa i mean kenya tanzania rwanda uganda has an equally vibrant wildlife but it is definitely far more wild uh, personally given a choice of having a safari uh, going on a safari on tarred roads for example the way you find it in kruger or going on a four wheel drive on rough uh, non roads in east africa i would definitely prefer the latter one notable experience however uh, this is a personal experience which i enjoyed the most and which i'm not sure is fully possible in other parts of africa uh, is the wilderness trails in kruger now this is uh, this wilderness trail is a three day three night experience uh, which is facilitated by sandparks uh, sandparks is south africa's wildlife authority uh, in this uh, one goes on walks long walks in the wild and stays in basic lodges within the uh, borders of the national park i had my best wildlife experience on one such trail in kruger on this as a part of a small group of eight people uh, we instead focused on the small fire of africa not the big but the small fire of africa uh, while uh, it is difficult and uh, very obviously to spot big game uh, like you do on a safari vehicle on a wilderness trail on a walk inside the reserve you are actually closer to uh, to the wild and this is one of the most authentic wildlife experiences possible personally i will cherish this experience always now that's as beyond as it gets man when the world goes for spotting the big five you go and try and spot the small five trust you to do that man shini but how the game drives them uh, in kruger game drives in kruger uh, are fabulous for sighting wildlife animals are quite used to humans and in fact uh, it is because of the presence of tarred roads within uh, within kruger it is also possible to go on a self drive safari in kruger as well uh remember i mentioned tarred roads earlier but i would strongly recommend against self drives uh for a wildlife safari uh going on a four wheel drive with an experienced naturalist who will take you off roads that is away from the tar uh, is definitely a better a be- better idea uh, moreover uh, useful identifications explanations commentary by your guide will surely enhance the wildlife experience uh, one additional thing to note uh, in south africa Uh, is the preponderance of private game reserves okay this is a special uh, feature uh, some of them are uh, some of them of course are uh, despicable are uh, they hunting reserves uh, it is actually legal with a permit in south africa to hunt in these reserves but some of the private reserves especially those adjoining the national parks uh, for example there are many of them by kruger uh, these do offer uh, some sort of an authentic wildlife experience of course along with unparalleled luxury 
plus uh, additionally there are some reserves uh, which take up thousands of acres of wild land uh, these actually rehabilitate uh, wild animals uh, this visiting such places staying in such uh, reserves is also a good experience uh, especially if one does not want to uh, rough it out self drives in the jungle walking tours in the jungle wow that's fascinating man But I must tell you, I, when I went into Chitwan uh, once, I had this walking safari inside the jungle, and there were some three, four of us with a uh, what passed off for a guide, I think, and uh, who was armed with a stick. We went to spot a rhino there, and it was fascinating. And at the same time, it was exhilarating and fear from the bottom of your heart, man, because the grass was about as tall as I am at about six feet or over six feet, and there. You never knew when this rhino would come charging out. So one was half hoping that one didn't see the rhino, and the other half was hoping that you managed to see it. We did manage to see it, and uh, the chap kind of uh, gave us a complete go by. Wasn't interested in us at all. Just sauntered off. Yeah, but what an experience, man! I've heard so much from you about your self-drive along what you call the garden route in South Africa and its scenic beauty and all that. Why don't you tell us about it? Ah uh, yes, this is my favorite topic. Uh, travelers often mistake South Africa only as a wildlife destination, mainly Kruger. However, according to me, uh, the best of South Africa, even more than Kruger, is the Cape region. This is in the southernmost tip of South Africa. Yes, of course, do go visit Kruger, but don't miss out on the beauty of the Cape region. And yes, I again, I fervently believe that the Cape region is best explored by yourself in your own car on a self-drive rather than go in a large group or with a driver guide. The scenic beauty of drives uh, in the Cape region is one of the best in the world. In fact, some of my uh, our guests have told me that they rival drives in Australia and New Zealand as well. And yes, uh, the roads in South Africa are amazing. I have driven I have personally driven more than 500 kilometers in a day and have not felt tired at all. However, yes, be careful. Unlike India, you need to follow all the rules including speed limits. Now talking about the garden route which you mentioned, yes, uh, that's the most famous one of the most famous drives of the Cape region, but remember, this is merely the most marketed one. There are many equally or more fantastic uh, routes. Uh, some of them to name uh, the Vale Coast route, the Cape Peninsula route, the Cape Peninsula route including Chapman's Peak, the Overberg route, uh, the N1 drive, the Swartberg Pass, uh, the Vinland routes, the Wild Coast route along the Northern Cape. This this one is the Northern Cape one is especially during the uh, spring season uh, when wildflowers blossom and carpet paint the countryside. It's an amazing amazing sight. Even within the famous routes, my personal recommendation, I would recommend that you do not follow uh, Google Maps only. That is uh, point A to point B. Okay, uh, you uh, you try and explore the routes which go beyond 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 the normal. Search for a route yourself, and you know there will be so many pleasant surprises. For example, when I was going to Cape Agulhas, I uh, deliberately chose a longer route away from the main highway, and I found one of the most beautiful beaches in the world. and to my surprise i was the only human enjoying the place i also passed through a gravel route not a tarred road right next to the cape agulhas national park and the landscapes were stunning on the same topic i have to tell you about the vale coast now i found this route by accident there is very little information about this route on the net and even on uh, south africa's tourism sites uh in fact uh, my homestay owner in cape agulhas recommended this route when i was when i was returning uh, from cape agulhas to simon's town uh, basically he recommended a fabulous fish food place uh, for lunch on the way in climont 
this route with the whale coast route avoids the main end to and hugs the southern coast uh, from Hermanus and goes along Climont, uh, Claymont, uh, Betis Bay, Pringles Bay, on to Gordons Bay and then to Fishhook and then to uh, en route to Simonstown. The path from Betis Bay uh, uh, to Gordons Bay was so beautiful uh, that I was forced to stop my car every 500 meters to appreciate the landscape of the ocean meeting the mountain cliffs. And yes, so many photographs I've taken. And uh, uh, strangely, the government also expects this reaction from drivers, I suppose. Uh, there is a parking bay. Uh, there is always a parking bay towards the ocean side every 500 meters or less. Fascinating this route is. Okay, uh, lastly, uh, when I speak mainly about the Cape region, don't be fooled. Uh, there are many other fascinating self-ride routes uh, and some of them are well marketed as well. Uh, for example, there are many in the Eastern Cape and KwaZulu-Natal uh, provinces with amazing names like the Wild Coast, Sunshine Coast, Dolphin Coast. Uh, driving along them is, is, is a pleasure. What else can you do around the garden route? Eh? Is it all about the drive and the beauty of the landscape, which I guess must be phenomenal? But what else can you do there? Well, uh, the pleasure of the garden route is not only about the scenic beauty on the drive, but it's also mainly about the experiences along this route. It is truly packed. Uh, this road extending uh, from Mossel Bay in the west to Storms River Mouth to the east has many charming towns on the way, including Mossel Bay, George, Wilderness, Naisna, Plattenberg Bay, ending with Sitsikama, though technically Sitsikama is a little away from the garden route. There are so many activities possible on the garden route, from safaris and one of the many private reserves, adventure sea activities, uh, including white shark diving, whale watching trips, etc., uh, visiting uh, beautiful beaches and nature reserves along the coast, uh, going zip lining. Now that's exciting. You go zip lining on a canopy. You can also go canoeing, and there are various simple nature treks. The list is quite, quite long. Of particular mention, uh, uh, if I may, is the visit to some animal sanctuaries uh, like the Jukani Wildlife Sanctuary, uh, Birds of Eden and Monkey Land uh, Primate Sanctuary, and of course also the Lawnwood Snake Sanctuary, etc. Note, uh, these are not zoos, but more of uh, uh, large-scale animal rehabilitation centers. They're quite conservation-friendly and definitely worth a visit. I never visit zoos, but I, uh, and this is definitely not a zoo, and I personally enjoyed visiting these centers a lot. Uh, an additional point is uh, from George, you can also take a detour north to Utsuran and the, Swat, uh, and the Swartberg Bus. Uh, Utsuran is the ostrich capital of the world. If you are here, do visit an ostrich farm, uh, a quite a different experience. In addition, uh, a drive to the scenic Swartberg Bus uh, and a quick visit to the Kango Caves is an highlight. Uh, what is Kango Caves? Kango Caves uh, is a natural uh, cave. Uh, which has wonderful stalactites and uh, stalagmites, a truly awesome natural phenomenon. What are the must-do experiences in South Africa that everyone must, must, must definitely do? Well, uh, the standard pillars of a South African trip are one, a visit to the Kruger National Park in the Northeast, and two, exploring the Cape Province in the Southwest. Uh, let me tackle uh, each one separately. Uh, when in Kruger, I would recommend at least two full days of safari. Without this kind of patience, you will most probably miss out on the best of the Kruger wildlife. Of course, if you can afford the time, uh, the walking wilderness trail is a must-do for a true nature lover. Uh, the second one in the Western pa uh, Cape province, uh, the must-dos would include uh, visiting the fascinating Table Mountain, an impressive site. In fact, it is one of the new seven wonders of the world. 
Uh, after that, now uh, visiting Cape Peninsula, uh, that is the Cape Point and the Cape of Good Hope, just outside of Cape Town is a definite must do. Of course, it is also essential to go to Walders Beach uh, in Cape Peninsula in Simonstown uh, to watch the cute antics of the African penguins at quite close quarters. Uh, the African penguins have a safe protected haven on the beach here. Another must do, if possible, uh, is to go on a wine tasting tour in the Cape Province. Uh, maybe as a day trip from Cape Town, but of course I would recommend a stay uh, in the wine regions. Uh, these are mainly the towns of Stellenbosch and uh, Franschhoek, amongst many. Uh, of course, there's much more to do beyond the standard. That, of course, is a different discussion. Aha, now that's a topic of interest, man. Wines. I've heard so much about the wines of South Africa and the regions and the way it is and the beauty of the place, etc. From my friend, Willie, who is from there and he's quite a, a, a wine freak as far as South African wines go. He keeps talking to me about this. Uh, uh, what was your experience in the wine region? Are the wines good? Are they better than anything else that you've ever tasted? Yes, uh, the Cape Finland region, absolutely scenic and uh, tasting South African wines, mainly of European uh, vintage, is one of my best memories of my travels to South Africa. In fact, uh, though not as highly prized as the European wines, uh, South African wine is quietly gaining international recognition for its quality. There are so many vineyard options across the province of Cape Town. Uh, Stellenbosch and Franschhoek are my favorite wine regions. Uh, I would definitely recommend a wine tasting tour and if possible it should be guided. Uh, in this tour visit as many vineyards as possible and taste a variety of wines. Uh, of course a strong recommendation, do not, miss, uh, do not miss out on the quintessential South African Pinot Arch. It is truly nice. One exciting experience and uh, worth mentioning is the wine tram in Franschhoek. Here uh, they've got a very nice concept wherein you join a group which visits various vineyards on a tram across the countryside. Amazingly beautiful experience. Well, on my trip, uh, we visited five vineyards in our tram ride and the whole experience was simply superb. And yes, wine goes well with fine dining and some of these vineyards excel in food. Hey, I've heard about some of these uh, adventure activities like bungee jumping, uh, which of course is uh, very powerful the course. But the more uh, terrifying, white shark diving, I mean, the name itself gives me goosebumps. Yeah. Did you do any of these? Yes, it would be amiss not to talk about adventure sports when discussing South Africa. Uh, South Africans, uh, just like the Australians and the New Zealanders, celebrate the sheer natural beauty of their region with adventure sports. Plenty of them, plenty of options, easy, moderate and sheer devilry at times. Uh, ranging from paragliding, skydiving, canoeing, uh, bungee jumping, boat rides into the ocean, uh, maybe on a whale watching or a seal watching trip, zip lining, you name it. There are, there are so many options possible. Uh, some facts, uh, the bungee jumping at uh, Blokrans Bridge, just at the end of the garden route, is the second highest bungee jump in the world. Uh, watching others uh, jump off this uh, scenic bridge itself is a scary experience for me and I dare not try it. Another thrilling experience is the white shark diving, uh, which I tried. Uh, here in this, uh, you, go, uh, you go offshore and uh, you are lowered into the chilly waters of the ocean into a cage, of course with scuba gear. And this cage is attached to the side of your boat and not in the middle of the ocean as you might see in some very scary movies. And if you're lucky, you get to see a great white shark swim along. This is helpfully attracted by the blood and chunks of uh, meat thrown by the boat operators. This is truly a once in a lifetime experience. Others, uh, zip lining is one more notable experience. Uh, 
uh, there are two options possible. Uh, one is uh, forest canopy zip lining, uh, which is possible in Sitsikama. Uh, the other is the valley zip lining in Oberg, which is definitely more scary. If you're not too much into the thrills, uh, uh, simple activities, as I mentioned before, whale watching boat rides, simple ocean side tracks, hot air balloon rides, there are plenty of options possible. Wow, that's scary, man. Being put in a cage with chunks of meat, etc., waiting for the great white shark to come in. My God, you actually managed to do that, Shini. Fabulous. But tell me, what are some of the experiences that uh, are must-do for travelers, but most tourists, uh, you know, unfortunately don't get around to doing that? Here, uh, more than about destinations per se, uh, I would love to talk about the way South Africa should be experienced, which unfortunately most checklist-ticking, time-limited tourists unfortunately do not do. First, this is my usual rant about self-drives. Uh, for Indians, don't be afraid. South Africa drives on the left side of the road and the quality of the roads here is superb. Enjoying scenic cape is best in your own car on your own time. Second is the place or accommodation where you stay. Most visitors stay in fancy hotels in Joburg and Cape Town or even worse uh, in uh, res garish resorts like Sun City and then they do they prefer to do day trips to the surrounding region. This might make sense in a way after all both these towns are arrival departure points uh, international and better to maybe come back every evening to a single uh, single comfortable place. However I feel this style simply loses out on experiencing the essence of South Africa. South Africa is best enjoyed slow and staying in small uh, homestays in the small towns uh, in country, in the countryside like Nysna, Simonstown, uh, George, Port Elizabeth or maybe the wine towns like Stellenbosch and Franschhoek or even smaller towns like Cape Agulhas which I did. This might mean that you change your room maybe every one or two days uh, but then you're immersing yourself in the best that South Africa has to offer. Uh, even the journeys are fantastic, so the, even the journey doesn't matter. Third is the pace. Very often people ask me whether South Africa can be done in a week. Yes, definitely possible. Uh, but then don't try to do the uh, cover the whole of South Africa in one trip. The best of South Africa is, is about the multitude of experiences in different places. Travel along at a slow pace, experience different tour sites on the way. Okay, for example, um, if you have week, maybe cover only Kruger, the Kruger region. Here you have wildlife, you have the Panorama route, you have Joburg and the north and the northwest province, including the cradle of humankind. This will take you a week. Or maybe take a week only to cover the Cape region, which I have talked so much about already. I so agree with you, man. I actually think that any country is best experienced traveling slow. Anyway, uh, Tell me, what are some of the experiences here that don't trip on the usual, beyond the experiences, so to say? Yes, uh, many experiences come to mind. Uh, I'll just describe two of them. Uh, first, uh, don't follow Google Maps. <laughs> My, uh, oh, this is on a self-drive. My best experience has come not by following the usual route and not having a definite itinerary. For example, uh, when I was in the Cape region, uh, my wine tour guide uh, informed me, uh, uh, told me in Stellenbosch that Cape Agulhas is a good place destination to visit and that it was actually the southernmost point of Africa. This is contrary to the common perception that Cape Point or the Cape of Good Hope is the southernmost tip of Africa. I decided to go there after I finished my 
white shark diving, which happens early morning. And wow, it was a great decision. I actually managed to find a homestay owned by 80 plus year old couple. And this homestay can actually claim the title of the southernmost home of Africa. They were so hospitable. I had a fascinating uh, evening staying there and just outside the point where the Atlantic meets the Indian Ocean. The second uh, is Explore. You know, uh, another experience here, I'd like to uh, talk about uh, uh, my sudden whimsical visit to Storms River Mouth, uh, which is just near the garden route. Uh, there are these suspension bridges just at the mouth of uh, the Storms River, which are quite impressive. A last minute decision to trek up the reserve uh, to the top of the mountain uh, by the ocean was in hindsight one of my best decisions. A strenuous trek, all right, but it was rewarded immensely with the fabulous views of the southern cliffs and the oceans, and not to mention the various fin boss, small type of plants, and the wildflowers on the way. It is these small surprise experiences that I love about my travels. Hey, how safe is it to travel around South Africa is a question that comes to me from most people who are planning to go there. So, is it? Um, yes, this is a question I often get uh, and I'm not going to beat around the bush on this topic. I have to be candid. Uh, South Africa does not have great crime statistics and it is imperative for the basic common sense care to be taken while on a trip to South Africa. Having said this, I can uh, confidently say uh, that safety is a concern mainly and only in the main larger cities like Cape Town and Johannesburg and some small areas outside these cities. The further you move away from the cities, it becomes safer quite fast. I've traveled multiple times in South Africa alone, I've driven alone and I've never ever felt unsafe outside the cities. But remember that uh, with the pessimism about the statistics along with that alongside travelers have to exercise basic care everywhere. Uh, as an aside, um, as, a, as a fact point, anecdotal fact point, I have heard more of my friends being mugged in Paris and other cities of Europe than in Africa. In Africa uh, or in South Africa, uh, particularly follow a common sense approach just like you do in India and you will have a great safe uh, travel experience. Okay, noted. Now, what's an ideal itinerary for an immersive experience in South Africa? How many days would that take? As I said earlier, uh, covering the whole of South Africa in one visit uh, is simply not feasible, unless of course you have a month or so. Uh, but then there are different segments of South Africa, you need to explore each one, maybe on a different trip. Uh, Kruger and Joburg in the north, Cape Region in the southwest, uh, Durban and KwaZulu-Natal and the Drakensberg Mount Mountains in the south, uh, the northern uh, arid regions of the northern Cape, etc. But then, of course, we are all short of time. If you really want the highlights of the country to be covered within a short visit, I would recommend at least 10-12 days uh, for a basic trip covering uh, the Kruger region and the Cape Region. And what if someone has only a week? What should the itinerary be like then? If you have only one week, uh, may not be worth it. It takes 36 hours to reach there. Uh, but nevertheless, if you have only one week, I would suggest that you cover only one section. Uh, that is either one, the Cape region, or uh, the Johannesburg-Kruger uh, section. You can always uh, travel again to visit this lovely country. In terms of the breadth of experience, South Africa is simply not one, but multiple countries. You seem to have covered a lot of South Africa, man. Are there any other places that are uh, worthy of being uh, covered or traveled to? Yes, um, there are so many places to see in South Africa. I'm personally still exploring the country. Uh, one province that I would actually like to explore further is KwaZulu-Natal, the land of the Zulus. 
the main city here is Durban, and this place has significant has a significant population of Indian origin. Uh, Durban was also the place where Gandhi had lived during his stay in South Africa. Uh, when I visit here, I would love to visit the Drakensberg Mountains and, of course, the Isimangaliso wetlands. Both are World Heritage sites. Maybe next year, maybe April, I'm scheduled to go there. Fingers crossed. What are the top three highlight experiences in your journey through South Africa? The top three. A difficult one, uh, but if I'm forced to, uh, my top three highlights in South Africa. Uh, first uh, is discovering Cape Agulhas. This is the southernmost tip of Africa, which I spoke about before. Uh, second was uh, driving along the scenic whale coast, my best drive ever till date. Uh, third was a wine tasting tour on the tram uh, in Franschhoek, a superb experience. Hey, is South Africa only for wildlife lovers or nature lovers? What about those seeking a city experience to kind of round off the whole thing? Uh, as I said earlier, South Africa is something for everyone, for the wildlife lover, for the nature lover, for the culture vulture. Though I suppose we have not spoken a lot about this aspect. Uh, also for the adventure enthusiasts, the list goes on. But generally, uh, I could say that South Africa is great for families and city experiences are of course important for families. Okay, talking about the city experience, uh, earlier I may have been a little harsh in dismissing the cities. Uh, even here, uh, there are gems uh, which, have, which should be visited. Uh, for example, some of my memorable city visits have been uh, in Johannesburg, the Apartheid Museum. Spend three hours there, it's lovely. Uh, Savito, the, the famous black township outside Joburg, uh, especially Vilakazi Street in Sovito, uh, which has the distinction of having two Nobel Peace Prize winners, that is Nelson Mandela and Archbishop uh, Desmond Tutu, uh, who lived here. Uh, in Cape Town, uh, the Kirsten uh, Bosch Garden and the lively uh, VA waterfront in Cape Town, and especially the fascinating Two Oceans Aquarium uh, on the waterfront. Both Johannesburg and Cape Town are international airports. So these experiences can be a great way to end your trip. Uh, ending the conversation, uh, maybe next time when we speak about South, South Africa, I will have a lot more to talk about KwaZulu-Natal. Uh, South Africa is so exciting. Uh, I, I, I hope I get the opportunity to, to keep going back multiple times. Thank you. Thanks, Shidi. Thanks for dropping by uh, and taking us on a wild, wild ride into South Africa. Though it wasn't as wild as I thought it would be. Thanks for tuning in to the Don't Trip on the Usual Travel Podcast from Beyond Experiences. Till the next episode, take care, stay safe, and whatever else you do, don't trip on the usual.